Hello, everybody, and welcome to Star Wars Lads, episode number 44. It is Friday, and we have a ton of new, well, not a ton, but one major announcement in the world of Star Wars that we're going to talk about here today. You probably already know what it was. It came out during the PlayStation Showcase yesterday, and that is the fact that Knights of the Old Republic is returning. We're finally getting that remake, and we're going to talk about it right now, but before we start... Hit that like button down below, subscribe to our channel, hit the notification bell so you know whenever new Star Wars Lads video comes out. It really helps us with the YouTube algorithm and all of that. And then comment below, let us know what you think of KOTOR or any of the other stuff we talk about today. Uh, there are a couple other things we're going to be discussing, but Knights of the Old Republic is the main thing. So we're going to dive into that pretty soon. But first, let's kick off with the, a little bit of the other news that came out. One, the quick thing is visions we got some visions info we got a new poster for visions it looks a lot like kind of that one they did for rogue one uh it was it wasn't like the main poster they did but it was it was some one of the later posters they did for rogue one where it's kind of all v-shaped and all the characters go up but anyway uh we got a visions poster we did get confirmed that all the episodes are dropping on the same day on Disney Plus, so you will be able to watch them all, binge watch them all when it comes out. You said how many episodes were there that are coming out? Uh, eight or nine. I think it's okay. nine. Yeah. And they're twenty minutes. Yeah, the screeners are being sent out to people, so those are those have been confirmed to be between thirteen to twenty uh, twenty-two minutes. Okay, well, so that's the new info with Visions. It is still coming out in a couple weeks. We've got it dropping on Disney Plus on the 22nd. So you can follow us here for all your Vision stuff. We're going to be covering it when it comes out. And it should be great. It looks, it all still looks really good. I'm pretty excited for it. And it's, uh, it's going to be an interesting project to see what this does for Lucasfilm with anime and all the stuff we just got our first manga with the edge of balance and you guys can check our our review for that on our comics episode that came comes out every single wednesday but that is what's new for visions not too much in the world of uh, star wars news other than knights of the old republic so yesterday if you aren't aware playstation the last pretty much every year does a showcase in september it's it's just playstation it doesn't have anything to do with xbox or nintendo uh, it's not E3. They kind of save this for themselves and they do a big showcase as we get into early fall when most of the big video games of the year come out. I think they chose this time because PlayStation has a game coming out in two or three weeks that's been really hyped up because it's a PS5 exclusive called Deathloop. I'm waiting to hear reviews on that because that looks really cool. But anyways, I tuned in yesterday to check out the new God of War stuff because the last God of War was amazing. It's one of my favorite video games ever. And I'm sitting there on my phone or like, okay, this thing's starting. We got a, like a way too long commercial for PlayStation that is going on forever. And then we get a Lucasfilm Games logo pop up and Aspire. And I'm like, wait what is this is it going to be a port of something to ps5 nope the logo for knights of the old republic remake comes up and i lost my mind i was like holy crap you know this is this has been rumored for so long and not just rumored but i think a lot of it has to do with just us as fans wanting this for so long 
we've been talking about it. There's been fan remakes of it with completely with using Unreal Engines and all this new stuff that have modernized the game over and over and over again. And so we we talked about this on our show actually, one of our earliest episodes, probably episode like nine or ten of Star Wars Lads, way back in January or February. We talked about the rumor of Knights of the Old Republic coming out with the remake from Aspire and uh it's real <laughs> we got it confirmed it is right now a ps5 and pc exclusive uh which is funny because originally it was a pc and original xbox exclusive and i'm not a pc gamer so i played it on the original xbox and uh yeah it's it's gonna be interesting to see how this goes it might be a timed exclusive it might be an initial it'll probably eventually come to xbox uh playstation even yesterday they announced that uncharted is coming to pc so which has been the staple franchise of PlayStation forever. So they're really starting to expand at least cross platform. And Microsoft, you know, focuses on PC as much as they focus on uh, Xbox because they are a PC brand. But anyway, what are your thoughts on Knights of the Old Republic returning? I mean, I'm sure you're really excited as I am. This is like a, a, really a dream come true that this thing's coming back. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think excitement's even the right word. It's just, it's really hard to put into words just how monumental this is, but also just almost how terrifying it is. Um, I mean, if you've been following our channel, right, we've been really, like, we've been really into, like, the Star Wars canon, especially the shows, and the High Republic has been, like, the first thing, legends or canon, that, you know, we never really expected or, you know, weren't like watching and prepared for um and it's it's definitely made me reconsider recontextualize a lot of different different things about the prequel trilogy now even though we're still like 200 plus years uh, out from everything that's really affecting the prequels directly but you know this is this is a game that came out during the original prequels when they were coming out in theaters and a lot of people, I mean, a common catchphrase for this is like, this is what the prequels should have been, right? This is, this is like, this is the prequels that people wanted. And then the ones in theaters were just like fun action romps that people just went to see because, you know, you can't really beat Star Wars on the big screen. Um, obviously, things have changed since then. You know, streaming has become a thing. We've got crazy augmented reality walls that are now becoming the industry norm for a lot of indoor sets that are starting to replace green screen and all that. So yeah, Star Wars entertainment is a lot more spread out and still the same quality as movies. Um, and it's been really nice, especially seeing how Star Wars has like grown in the television medium. But the gaming medium has been really rough under Disney because Disney gave an exclusive EA deal and I believe that expires in 2023 and seeing this as Asper, who's mostly just been known for ports um, and not necessarily for making their own games yet. And the fact that this is like the first time Lucasfilm games is less of like a distributor and more of like a direct interceding force. Like they're going to be very involved with the project. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's it's a lot to take in and we didn't really see anything we just saw like <laughs> a cool little you know modernized revan of sorts right and i, I really like that the trailer is like they're the greatest sith in generations 
which works perfectly well because you know you can choose like how to play Revan. Revan is not necessarily male or female or whatever you identify as. It's just Revan is Revan, and Revan is more of a myth and a legend that everyone has their own perspective on and says like, oh, Revan did this, Revan did that. But obviously, it is an RPG game. It is based on your choices. But the mythology around Revan is just so wild and almost elusive to a degree. And he's probably one of the best Star Wars there, one of the best Star Wars characters out there. And then Star Wars The Old Republic happens and tries to make Revan like a really strong canon thing that, I don't know, I, I never really enjoyed it. I also read the Revan novel and taking Revan's turn to the dark side and kind of just making it because there's a whole another empire just out there that's corrupting him that's actually like he's only the beginning force he says he's he's kind of like how we look at the first order and the final order these days the first order was just like palpatine you know just saying ah let them have fun let's see what can happen and i'll swoop in with the final order this is more a little bit more separation but still like i don't know i feel like even compared to the final order Star Wars The Old Republic with its old ancient eternal empire kind of devalued Sith Empire, which in of itself devalues Revan's empire. So there's a, there's a lot of things that make me antsy because if we're really trying to stick to the tagline of a legend is reborn, I don't think all parts of the legend should be reborn, especially the things that have come out later. Um, and it's not to say that they're not solid, they're not decent. They're still fun to play. The Revan stuff is still really good in Star Wars The Old Republic. It just feels like we've, if you've been a KOTOR fan and a KOTOR 2 fan, especially you're hoping for a KOTOR 3 for so long. And then the continuation that came out in Star Wars The Old Republic was weird. And then for me personally, I always make a point anytime I message Liam just about like, the older, like, 3,000, 2,000-year-old stuff. KOTOR is technically only supposed to take place 20 years after Exar Kun and Yula Queldroma and all that crazy stuff that happens in Tales of the Jedi. But aesthetically, there couldn't be worlds apart. Like, I don't know, Tales of the Jedi feels like more, like, feudalistic. There's still, like, sleeper cell ships that people are taking instead of just hyperspace. You know, systems are more controlled as opposed to whole spanses of like rims and everything like mid rim outer rim all that and yet the effect of those stories are still in kotor's canon because there's a lot of different things and items that you get that are kind of left behind by uh the events of tales of the jedi and technically basila shan was supposed to be vima sunrider who was the daughter of nomi sunrider from tales of the jedi so that would have been a very direct connection, but because of some licensing or something, it just didn't happen that way. So there's there's a lot of different things about that era as a whole that I am deeply intrigued by. I'm also very, very scared about what's going to happen, even though I, it'll be good. I think no matter what, it'll be good because you, you can't mess up this game. That's I think that's the one thing I have to take away from this. They're, they've hyped so, li so much out of it just from one little teaser of Revan with their lightsaber and, and that's it and already the internet was exploding over because KOTOR remake KOTOR remake 
But what does a KOTOR remake mean, especially with Disney's track record under EA and the deal? And truth be told, the only perfect game to come out of uh, the EA Star Wars deal is Fallen Order. So now that things are changing again, are we going to really see this be like the first like gemstone, the centerpiece of what Star Wars game is going to look like under Disney? Like it's truly supposed to be like, maybe, maybe not, but the expectation is there that it's got to be that good because you can't, KOTOR fans are notoriously one of the most, like, they're not negative fans, they're not positive fans, but they're ones who are so ingrained with a game that most people don't talk about that they're possibly even hardcore than more average hardcore Star Wars fans are out there. That, that To them, that's their universe. Nothing else really matters. Adding to it matters. Stuff in the prequels, the originals, sequels, no, none of that matters. What happened after KOTOR 2 has still been the question since 2005. So, yeah, I mean, that's a lot to spiel out there, but I'm, I'm nervously excited for a game that probably doesn't come out for another three, four years. Yeah, you, you just hit the nail on the head there at the end. They gave no release date. They gave no footage. They gave nothing. This this game is at least three years away. I, I would bet a lot of money on that. A lot of people, I mean, obviously, the number one thing that this will be compared to over and over and over again will be Final Fantasy VII Remake. That game was announced in, like, 2012, and it came out last year. So, uh, yeah, we could be a really long time away from this. But, yeah, I think just the fact that this exists is exciting. I find it really interesting that they were willing to drop it at a PlayStation showcase instead of having some big Star Wars event for Lucasfilm games, especially with all this other stuff that's supposed to be coming out. There's, I mean, we haven't seen anything really from, or they, they did talk a little bit about Hunters this week, but we haven't seen anything from Jedi Fallen Order uh, 2. There is There are rumors of Battlefront 3. We've not seen anything of that. We have no idea of what's next-gen Star Wars and and. KOTOR is our first real next-gen announcement from Star yeah. Wars. Yeah. And, and I it's find exclusively, that really right? It's not coming to PS4 or anything. No. So, yeah. Yeah, and, and that, too, might be an indication of when we are getting this game. Because even uh, God of War Ragnarok is rumored to be coming to PS4, and I would assume that's because there's still a severe lack of PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X out there. It's so hard with the, the chip shortage right now. It's so hard to get consoles made. And so even something that's supposed to come out as, we don't even know the release date for God of War Ragnarok. That is, most people think is coming out like November, December next year. If that, that's still cross-platform, this is uh, probably, if it's only PS5 and PC, it's probably at least two to three, four years away. Yeah. I we think. know we know it's a timed exclusive, which does imply that it is coming to Xbox. Because I don't think there's in any way, shape, or form that Disney is going to let an entire audience of possible gamers slip away from them. I think this is going to be sort of like how like DLCs were during like the prime years of COD between Xbox and Sony. For every other game, one of them would have the DLC pass like for two weeks longer or earlier, and then other people would join in. Obviously, being that that's a DLC and that those are mostly map maps versus like a full game, I think it might be more of like a three to four month difference. 
but yeah, I don't know. That's also just this is all just speculation. No matter what we want to say, yeah. we're, we're trying to be educated. But yeah, <laughs> timed exclusive have been a big thing over the last few years with these companies. Uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider was an Xbox time exclusive. By the next year, it was on PlayStation. Yeah. Uh, Bioshock, the original one, was a timed exclusive. Even uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake is supposed to be a timed exclusive. We still haven't heard if it's coming to Xbox or when, but it is a timed exclusive. I think it's on PC as well. And then uh, there was one more I was going to mention. But anyway, yeah, they, they've been using this strategy a lot lately. Uh, PlayStation does have the bigger play uh, like consumer base. It does because it transcends not just the United States. It's a worldwide brand where Xbox is maintained mostly in Western cultures. Uh, but yeah, it's, I mean, Knights of the Old Republic is not just among Star Wars fans, one of our favorite games. It's considered one of the greatest games of all time. It is one of the influential RPGs. It put Bioware on the map. They went on to make Mass Effect. Uh, it's, it's a landmark game. It really is. And so this is inevitable in a world that is full of remakes and <laughs> reboots and remasters and just the sheer amount that uh, Lucasfilm and Star Wars have been remastering for current gens like Nintendo Switch or PC. I mean, we've gotten we've gotten Republic Commando in the last few years. We've gotten all the Jedi Knight games that were on console. We've gotten remasters of like TIE Fighter and all these early games. We've gotten so much of all this stuff over the last few years and they just continued to want to flesh out a lot of these LucasArts games because frankly, we don't have anything else coming from Star Wars. And I think in order yeah. to keep the Star Wars name relevant in the world of video games, you've got to start releasing at least a game every two years and and have some con uh, DLC content for it that keeps uh, fresh and, and people looking forward to it. I mean, Battlefront 2, by the end of its life cycle, had a really strong player base, but they really screwed it up at the beginning. It could have been even bigger than it was, and they screwed it up at the beginning, and people waited till the game was like five bucks to buy it and get into it when it was really... I mean, by the, by the end of the Battlefront 2's life cycle, we genuinely got like a, a worthy $60 game. And it was honestly more content than we could have probably ever asked for. But they supported it because they screwed up so badly twice in a row uh, with the Battlefront name. So I think... And, and also, with this hypothetically... Or not hypothetically, this is the first real star wars game we gotten announced with a title and with like a, a, a an idea of what it's going to be from a studio that's not ea and we've gotten you know we have a bethesda game coming we have an ubisoft game coming but we don't know anything about those and we don't know the titles we don't know what's going to be in those games this is the first non-ea star wars game that's been announced with an and it's funny because it's a game based on an ea game so <laughs> it is like you know, technically it could all go full circle, but as we're standing, sitting here right now, you know, Knights of the Old Republic is coming back and there's so much we can speculate and so much we can talk about with it, but genuinely uh, it's, it's one of our favorite games ever. It's a pretty much a flawless game outside of the dated combat. The as an RPG, it still works really well. It'll be interesting to see what they do with combat. They've got to go similar to Final Fantasy VII Remake in order to keep the RPG edge. If they go like, if they go like Fallen Order, make it that style combat. It's harder to keep the RPG ishness of what it was in the original. 
I mean, you can still make an RPG like that, but the original had so much, even though the combat's kind of boring, it had so much option. You had so many options to the combat. It wasn't just, you know, pressing buttons. There was like some actual strategy to it. It was, it was an interesting mix of, of, uh, real time and turn-based combat, even though it was frustrating that you didn't get to swing the lightsaber yourself or do combos and stuff. Once you get used to it, it is an interesting and, and relatively fun combat system. It's just one that's kind of weird for modern audiences. And even going back last year, I went back and played KOTOR 2 again. And uh, it, yeah, it's, it's always, it always takes four or five hours to get back into it. But once you do, it, it's, it's an, uh, not a difficult thing to use. It's just kind of frustrating at times. But yeah, we're, <laughs> we're going to be talking about a lot this a lot. And we actually are going to make this the topic of our Monday video where we're going to talk about whether this should be canon or legends or if it will be canon or legends. And so stay tuned for that because on Monday for our special topic next week, we'll be continuing on the Knights of the Old Republic train and we'll be talking about whether it's going to be canons or legends. We'll be having kind of a little debate type video for you guys and hopefully you guys will all be interested in checking that out. But that is pretty much it for what's new in Star Wars this week. So we're going to move on to Star Wars news and leaks. So Sonic, did there was there anything in the world of leaks this week? Um, not 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 anything particularly big. Obviously, Kotor would take up the week, no matter what, if not the next month. Um, yeah, I mean, I the I guess the news that when it was announced as a PlayStation 5 exclusive, like timed exclusive really freaked out people because they're like, they didn't, I mean, it's a Sony showcase. They're not going to really say anything about other consoles or other platforms. So people were like, oh no, what's going to go on? But it is coming same day by the looks of it as, uh, as it is on PS5. Um, another PlayStation exclusive Deathloop is also getting the same PC release same date. So Yes, if you are an Xbox Xbox fan and gamer, you are being left out. This is just the unfortunate reality. But the even greater reality is that this game is way far away. They're at the start of their development. This this was just to let us know that like, hey, it's been happening. Though I will caution that because that doesn't that seems a little misleading because Asper has been secretly hiring a lot of different people for the crew and they mentioned it at the end of the playstation showcase that they've hired a lot of the original staff from the kotor games and from other big AAA titles so asper is gearing up to be a bigger studio but the rumor is that they've been working on this game for the last year that's probably more of like a previs and early development thing than actual gameplay and models and everything but it's not a game that's just announced and they made a cool visual. It seems like they've actually done some work according to some leaks. Those leaks don't actually show anything, so that could just be taken with a grain of salt. But hopefully this game is coming earlier than we expect instead of 2024, maybe 2023. Who knows? Um, I mean, it'd be amazing if in the fall we get of next year the Fallen Order sequel that's been internally reported as coming out at the end of next year. And then the following year, at that same time, we got the KOTOR remake. That'd be two back-to-back -back great years for gaming. But, yeah, that's to be seen. Um, we'll probably talk more about this on Monday. 
um, in our Monday special. But the big thing that people were talking about is that there's a tagline of like the legend is reborn. And there's a lot of different things that people are like, it could be a legend story. But uh, the writer of the Star Wars article that a lot of people are referen uh, referencing are saying, no, uh, like he's like, no, it, I never said it is legends or canon, which, you know, some other people at Lucasfilm are like, oh, I thought it was legend. The thing is, no one really knows. And I think that's honestly one thing, even though we'll probably be debating which side is which is what the game's eventually going to be. As it is right now, I think Lucasfilm Games and Asper, they're all very happy to be like, this is a pocket universe, 4,000 years removed from anything in the movies or High Republic or anything. Is it canon? Is it legend? Yes. You know, it's just going to be that thing where it's like, it'll be up in the air for a long time. Um, and I think it might be frustrating for fans who are trying to get a definitive answer, but it's if they're already being this cautious, I, I do think that they're going to try to gauge how people are feeling about certain things within this next few months to year and then make an ultimate decision on where the development should lead towards. Because, um, I mean, in truth, there's not really that much from KOTOR other than its aesthetic style that is necessarily like a huge difference from what we see in, uh, you know, the... Let me rephrase it. It is aesthetically very similar to what we see in the prequels and the original trilogy, because it's supposed to be reminiscent of that as you're playing the game. But this is also 4,000 years before, but then there's things in the High Republic that imply that the galaxy is maybe not as developed as we think. So maybe there's a sort of dark age period in Star Wars that we don't know about that could tie in with stuff with like new Sith Wars and all that, if they're recanonizing that. That's a whole different thing. But yeah, I mean, we don't, we don't really know how they're going to, what or how are, are they going to be adapting this game for this remake. And like you mentioned in, uh, when you're talking about combat, combat is probably not going to be the same. It, it, in a 2020 something title, you cannot expect it to just be the same turn by turn D&D style roll 20 game that was fine in the early 2000s, but even people then thought it was a little boring for a game of such caliber storytelling and decision making. Um, besides that, uh, there's not much else to this week. Um, there are there's a little bit of a preview for Star Wars: The Monster Temple Peak Number Two. It's on Star Wars website. Um, there's been a strange book listing that suggests that June 2022 will be the premiere date for the Obi Wan Kenobi series, which could potentially mean that Andor is going to be coming out first, as it was originally thought. Um, the long-standing rumor for Andor has been that they're doing back-to-back -back seasons of filming, and it'll be two guaranteed seasons for that story. Uh, so there's a chance that what we thought was a really extended and long season's worth of filming was actually one and a half to two seasons worth of filming. We'll see. But it does if that book listing is correct, it does seem to suggest that it'll come around June. And I think that's perfectly fine, especially after celebration and everything. People will be extremely hyped for the next month and then bam, you drop Kenobi final trailer there and people go crazy. Um, and we've seen with the Mandalorian first two seasons and the lack of a trailer for Bad Batch until literally just like a month before and having no 
visuals for Book of Boba Fett, it seems like Disney seems to think that streaming hype is best if it's just all shoved into the month leading up to it. That could be the case. Um, so we'll see. Um, but book listings obviously are much different because trade paperbacks and just how authors distribute their books, those are longer timelines. So this could be a potential leak. This could just be something that's just set for far in the future just because of their typical timelines for publishing. Um, I guess the bigger news um, for that is a leak is that uh, it's been suggested that The Mandalorian Season 3 will be filming September 20th to March 23rd. Um, and Bespin Bolton, who's a very renowned, almost leaker and news source in the Star Wars community, has also backed up that same claim. So we'll probably start hearing some sort of interesting leaks and tidbits. We got some really early on right after season two ended, but nothing has really progressed since then. So now that they're actually filming, we might get some substantial ones. If you guys remember, leading up to season two, so much about Ahsoka was hinted at. There was so much about Satine hinted at and Ezra. Obviously, only Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan was also hinted, so only Bo-Katan and Ahsoka turned out to be true. But, you know, we might see maybe not necessarily that same level of cameo appearances or stories, like, details. But we will probably get some sort of big rumors and big spoilers slash leaks in the next few months as we're hopefully enjoying Book of Boba Fett and whatever else is coming for what is probably the most packed Star Wars slate of all time in 2022. Yeah, we're going to be debating release dates for so long <laughs> until we get a real confirmation because that also begs the question of what's the, what are they doing with Bad Batch Season 2 if, it, if we have Obi-Wan coming out in the summer there's a lot of things we haven't seen them release two star wars shows at the same time we've seen them do the marvel star wars overlap but only with loki and bad batch which i think because it's a longer show and because it's animated disney probably sees it as less of a draw than loki but obi-wan will be you know you would assume one of their the one they assume will bring the most people to disney plus even more so than maybe Mandalorian season two did. So yeah, yeah, and prequel memes is just going to be all on top of that. They're they've been salivating ever since the announcement. So yeah, it's it's going to be huge either way. So we'll continue to keep an eye on what they're talking about with release dates and all of that as we inch closer and closer to maybe get getting some concrete info on Boba Fett and the future of what this next phase of live action Disney star wars storytelling looks like because we haven't gotten i mean by the time we get boba fett will it'll it'll have been a year since we've gotten a live action star wars show on disney plus so we'll continue to look forward to that and that is it for star wars lads episode 44 thank you guys so much for watching stay tuned as always monday wednesday friday for our newest episodes we release special topics on monday comic reviews every wednesday when they come out and then our newest star wars lads episode on fridays you can check out all of our stuff on youtube but you can also check it out on the podcast platforms anchor apple podcasts and spotify you can check them all out there if you're watching on youtube please again as i said at the beginning hit that like button subscribe to the channel and comment below and let us know what you thought of the topics from today whether you're excited about high republic i mean not high republic knights of the old republic uh and any of the other stuff we discussed 
We always want to hear your feedback. And if you give us uh, something interesting to talk about, we might feature it on the show in the future. So please comment below and let us know your thoughts. That is it. Oh, you can also follow us on social media at Star Wars Lads, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. And that is going to be it for Star Wars Lads, episode 44. Thank you guys so much for watching. Again, stay tuned for Monday for our continued discussion about Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake. It's finally here. It's happening. So uh, <laughs> hopefully it comes out in the next five years. Okay, guys. Thanks for watching. We'll see you.